Yes, so you challenged me to top five movies that I could recast. I did. If I had I'm a magic glad you wand, but <laughs> if I had like a magic wand, I could, I could, and, and, a, and a time machine potentially. Yep. Or a magic key. Magic time machine. Initially, when I when you told me, I thought I can do this. I can do this. But actually, it's very hard to do. It's very hard to pinpoint and and find a film that you. I don't can... want to hear your excuses, Chris. Well, anyway, I've done it. I've done it. I've fucking done it. But what I've done is. I've taken films from our podcasts, okay, that I've ah, recast. Okay. So I've narrowed it right the fuck down. That's and also good. I've not recast I've recast one character. Yeah, you don't want to do the whole I, fucking thing. I mean, come on. I've got loads of time on my hands. <laughs> so these are in a kind of order. Okay, so number film number five. We start with the top. Is this like the best or the worst? It's they're kind of in some sort of order, but it's not a hard okay. fast, okay? Because I'm not that's not a kind well, of Well I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, so number five is Hitman Agent forty seven, which we did way back in like episode four or five yeah, or something was, like that. So originally that. Hitman Agent forty seven was played by Rupert Friend, Rupert a bit Friend. of an unknown. Yeah, actor. I had so, issues with his head shape and his hair stubble. Yes, because he shouldn't have hair stubble. Mm. So, I mean, it's difficult to find a, a naturally bald, completely bald actor that would fill his shoes. So, yeah, I, I didn't. That's not. You what, don't have to. Okay, they, fine. They could have just shaved him properly. They could have just done the right pro, proper proper bit, bit shave. So, I had two choices for this, and I want you to decide which one. So, I think to give it a bit more gravitas. Okay, Ooh. Michael Fassbender. The Fass. Yeah, the Fassbender or the Staff, Jason Statham. Oh. I'm thinking Michael Fassbender. I couldn't decide between the two. It, it would depend on the tone in the film, doesn't it? If you if you are going for the super serious troubled past, yeah. then the Fassbender is. But the problem is, he's already done a computer game. He did video, it Assassin's Creed, which, didn't he? Uh, yeah, which wasn't particularly great. But Staff would probably give it a bit of a bit of swagger. Yeah, my only problem with Staff is that it would kind of because he is a baldy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It would kind of merge into all the films that he's done of the same ilk so that's just so I think he'd be good at it I just think he'd be good think, at it I think I'd go with Fass okay good choice good choice that so <laughs> yes got, and also his, his head shape's a bit better yeah yeah and he's got a grisly old look on his face yeah. and he he could do the he could do the 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 killing sequences with you know with, with, with a little nothing, nothing on yeah. it he could do that very yeah. well yeah. so yeah. no that's good thank I, you no, thank you very one. much so I'm glad you liked that one so number four Tank Girl, oh, played by Laurie Petty, obviously, as we yeah. know. Uh, we did this back in episode two, I believe. Yeah. Christ. Um, I would Dick. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> I would recast Laurie Petty, although in hindsight, she didn't do a bad job, no. to be honest. Margot Robbie, which we did talk <sighs> about in the podcast itself. So, yeah. Yeah, Margot Robbie genius bit of casting yeah because she was already doing that kind of craziness within her harlequin yeah. films and also i would completely change the tone and well keep it quite comedic for her because she can do the crazy batshit stuff but also i was it, it's mainly set i think in australia so she could keep the australian accent for once yeah and actually so instead of trying to do british which i think it's a british we know it's a british comment by beggy part but um keeping it in australia recasting booger and everything as well and having a another stab at Tank Girl but with Margot Robbie I think that would absolutely work that would absolutely work alright so that's number two and I think no that's number that's number four, four. <laughs> number three you ready for this one 
Ghost Rider. Oh yeah. Okay. Nicholas Cage did did his little uh, special <laughs> thing there. Um, but I would recast face. this with Denzel Washington. <sighs> and the reason is nobody does vengeance quite like Denzel Washington. I think he was good an equaliser. Yes. Sure. Okay. And it completely puts a different slant on the whole movie altogether. Yeah. Denzel has never done a superhero franchise movie. No. All right. He's got the chops to pull it off. Double chopped. We could even go with maybe changing the whole ethos of the character. Maybe get away with some of the backstory where he's not necessarily has to be a racing car or racing motorcyclist. Maybe go from the the They're screen all, versions of yeah. him being a, a motor car mechanic or a. There uh, are various in, incarnations of the Ghost Rider. Robbie Reyes is uh, one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. He drives a car. Exactly so. right. I, I kind of like that idea. Yeah. So I think they've done the motorbike, and you know, it's it's all about vengeance. And I think, um, and it, with the sort of transformation, the fact he's an older gentleman wouldn't actually matter a shit. Exactly. And I think that's you know, it might it's, it's it's out there casting in terms of his age. Yeah. But you know, we could go back in time and pick him from his training day days, I guess. Yeah. Or glory. Glory. A single tear. Oh Jesus Christ. So, uh, yes, Ghost Rider. I thought it was <coughs> ripe for recasting, considering, well, what we've had before. So that's number three. Number two, Alienator. Okay, our very first podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay. So... Who have you picked to recast from that film? And this is an interesting one, I think, because in the original Alien, uh, Alienator, we had... Who, the woman who played the woman of death was yes. Tegan. She was a bodybuilder at the time, a, yes. a female wrestler. Um, she was like a human tree trunk in, in a sense. <laughs> what I would do is, in terms of changing that whole aesthetic of the alienator, who was like a, a Terminator type character, yeah. relentless, I'd give it a little bit of a twist. Uh, Sh- Charlize Theron. Blimey. Turn it into. Did not like, see that coming. No, but listen. She does. I think she would do like a stealthy, sexy predator type thing, right? So she's got like this. Um, the troubled backstory, I guess, was that it was always kind of implied in that film. She's got a steeliness to her. She can do really good. Yeah, like when she was in Alien Covenant. She yeah, was yeah, kind yeah, of the yeah. Hard, you, you didn't know if she was a robot now or not, did you? you exactly. Kind of questioned that. But I would instead of have her like plodding through the jungle or the forests, killing things with a scatter gun, she would be a highly pres- apart from deers. Apart from okay. deers, yeah. But she would have the moment with a deer. But she could be a highly precise killing machine. Right. Yeah. Rather than just napalming wooden cabins. Yes. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. Uh, so number one. <laughs> Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 we did back in the day (laughs) so instead of Paul Blart being played by Kevin James the comedy genius literally anyone else is going to be a win here so this is what I've got so instead of Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 this would be Paul Blart Shopping Centre Security Guard 2 yes it'd be played by Simon Pegg brilliant (laughs) so instead of um, you know him rolling around on a Segway Simon Pegg would just be on his legs it'd make it a little bit more fun I think (laughs) and also instead of like an art heist in Las Vegas these guys would be jewel thieves or something like that yeah just nicking stuff in the pound shop yeah exactly and he'd be like the hapless uh, security guard because he kind of plays that role in Run Fat Boy Run where he's a security guard he doesn't do I was trying to think yeah yeah, he's 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 been in the uniform before could we get Nick Frost in there to somewhere of course we can of course we can do whatever we want (laughs) we got the magic wand he could be his buddy mate he could replace the daughter (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, obviously not as a, a young girl, but just saying that kind as of... As old cars do. But no, I just thought maybe they would be... You could just see them radioing each other. One could be from one entrance and they, they meet each other for lunch across the, in the centre. Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they swap ends. Yeah. Uh, uh, and one does one side of the... Mall, uh, not mall, shopping centre. I, I, yeah, I think you're proposing... Like, Almost completely different film, but I'm I'm with you. I'd watch um, Simon Pegg Mall Cop. <laughs> Simon Pegg Shopping Centre Security Shopping Guard. Center Security Get it right. Guard. So that was mine. Top five. Yes, um, I agree with all of them. I believe Good. I'd watch them all. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. We're using time <laughs> machines and stuff. It's hard to not diverge into sort of like a slight remake rather than a it's very difficult it's a very difficult top five I found it quite hard I mean and originally I had like people like Michael Stipe as Hitman Agent 47 just because <laughs> of the head and then we could have you know it could be a musical um, we could introduce all the REM songs and stuff like that but it was putting good. on the spot right yeah if you had to gender swap all of those characters well, this is the who thing who would you do yeah because I was trying to do that as well Right. It was taking up. So Hitman. Who could you have as? You could have Charlie Theron as Hitman. Yeah, I was that basically. Yeah, I was looking at gender swapping all sorts of and stuff. What was the other one? Uh, Ghost Rider. So Tank Girl would become Tank Boy. Yeah, yeah. Tom yeah. Holland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's very difficult to find people for those got films that haven't already been in a Marvel Cinematic Universe film right, okay. of any kind of nature. So everyone's got their kind of hands in something. Yeah. But anyway, your top five. Oh right. Yep. Okay, so I've, got, I've already got an idea for you. I've been thinking Tweets. long and hard. So at the moment, Disney are doing some really, uh, I don't know whether it's inspired or foolish things with their movies and creating Real live action, action movies. So we've had Cinderella. We've had Jungle Book. Jungle Book. We've ha- we're having Lion King and Aladdin. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin. Beauty and the Beast. I'm welling up. Um <laughs> So your challenge is top five yes. Disney yes. live action remakes that have not yet been slated or on the slate. Right, okay. Can I state at this point without because I'm not gonna do any research. Yeah. <laughs> Can I state at this point I don't know I know of Aladdin coming up, yeah. I don't know of any others. That's it. You've so got, I could just run with that. Yeah, Lion King is on, is coming out. I didn't know that. Right. I was gonna have one of that one, but never mind. <laughs> Lion King's had trailers and everything. Have you not seen it? No. It's almost like shot for shot. The original. I don't, I don't. I don't know why they're doing it. It's confusing me. But yeah. yes, okay, okay, cool. But then yes. you know, introducing a lot of the nineties. I mean, we've grown up with these movies, these nineties ones, and there were some bad ones, and they had a bit of renaissance. Can I? Can I diverge into sort of Pixar as well as Disney? Cause no. Oh fucking hell! It's uh, no pure, think, pure hand-drawn. The hand-drawn stuff. This is from eighties, uh, nineties uh, right, Disney, okay, okay, early two okay. thousands Disney. You can't go Pixar. That's cheating. Because right. the quality's too good. And does um, Chris Pratt have to be in all of them? Or is just well, I found it very it? difficult not to stick <laughs> Gerard Butler and Gerard his friends. Butler. His friends in there. So, yeah, that's your challenge. Top okay, five Disney, right. Disney challenge accepted. And actually, what you'll probably find is all these films that you propose in your top five will eventually probably be made in a live Yeah, this is version. why, so I'm going to have to become... I'm going to have to go in. At, if I do any research, they're all literally... They're probably all going to be lining up. Because <laughs> it seems to be what they're doing now. Yeah, it's the, very strange. The Disney behemoth. If we were to draw a graph of my process, of my method, something like this... Ian, 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 action. Wizard, you shall not pass! Cut! Ian, Ian, Ian. The challenge, the top five challenge that we're persisting on this other. Persisting with, furiously. Um, This was tricky, you fucker. Really? Yeah, because 
so many of these so right in case they hadn't listened my challenge was to pick five yeah because it's a top five no oh, to be honest this is the five i mean yeah you know you had said you know was there any more that nearly made the list no no no, no i struggled to find five oh, okay. um, so uh yeah so this was the top five disney films that we want to see made in disney animated films that we'd like to see made into a real life film like a live action adaptation which is kind of it fits in with what's happening it's happening at the moment the, the real world but yeah. making every goddamn film at the moment so the reason why this is tricky is because of the disney back catalogue a lot of them are either already a popular subject film. so um <laughs> you couldn't have robin hood no you couldn't Sword in the Stone is the Arthurian legend and has been done. It's been done recently times. as well. Yeah, with yeah. The, the kid who could be king. Yeah. Um, Pocahontas got redone by Avatar. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, couldn't do that. So Cinderella's been done. Alice in Wonderland's been done. Peter Pan's been done. Stephen Beauty's been done. The Jungle Book's been done. Robin Hood mentioned We the Pooh's been fucking done yeah yeah it's been done um, not particularly well either I'd have to add nope um, top, top, so top. Li- Aladdin's I- being done Beauty and the Beast has been done The <laughs> Lion King's being done and then you said I can't have any of the Pixar shit so I can't have Toy Story or so you have literally been left with what five <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's not it's not yeah it's a question of what the fuck is there left. are some there, there there are some so okay right, come on Num- shit together <laughs> and I want castings as well right okay I did think about this right so oh, good. number five mm-hmm. The Black Cauldron oh yes so this film actually nearly bankrupted Disney oh. really close like um, 1985 it was made right and it was like millions of pounds they spent on this fucking thing and um, it like it's, it didn't make hardly any money back but if you read the synopsis for the the film, I'm not going to go through it. It's a fucking long synopsis. It's a great fantasy adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it would make a hugely wonderful um, either a trilogy of films. You could do that because they do that with everything these days, um, or, or just a singular standalone film. So yeah, it's a it's a sort of a, a sword and sandals fantasy yeah, yeah, Lord yeah. of the Rings type of thing. So it's very much got. I mean, I'm showing you the the covers. I don't know if you remember. Well, the I remember films. I had the sticker book. Oh bloody hell! I but, had the sticker book. Yeah, but it kind of came out with a bit of a whimper, didn't it? it As yeah. I remember it being good. I can't remember anything about the film, but <laughs> forty four million it cost to make. Why? Because they had to hand draw everything back then. There was no. Um, I think this is the first one that actually had some computer generated image. It did, yeah. So this is the first film to have some computer generated imagery in it. But in terms of actually creating these films, it used to be hugely expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they wanted to do computer generated image, they had to create like the hardware as well as the software to make the render, which they do pretty much all the time now. But mm-hmm. they've got it down to a finer art, and they make so much money these days. This um, one definitely is. It made twenty one million out of forty four. So they might want to reuse this just to decide why we've we spent 44 million on this. So we might as well. Yeah. So um, in terms of casting, we'd need a young, um, young protagonist up mm-hmm. front. So who could we have? How old is the character, the lead character? Young. You it's a young pig keeper. It's a young teen. It's a young teen. <sighs> it's difficult because we're not really... We're not teens. Teeny poppers, are we? We're not, we're not in there with the kids. I'm just trying to think. Oh, well, you would probably Justin Bieber. Your answer to everything, Chris. Justin Bieber. Put Justin Bieber in it. Now I think he'd be younger than Justin Bieber. Maybe um, throw in the kid from the Umbrella Academy, the one that plays thirteen. You haven't seen it yet, but he's um, he's brilliant. Him. Put him in it. 
fucking nice. In the what, sorry? The Umbrella Academy. Oh, okay. Yeah, He's yeah. a young boy in that. He's a brilliant, brilliant little actor in quite that. Quite easy to cast, I would have thought. There's lots of Lots of unknowns, talent I think, is, there, the, yeah. is, is your best bet there. So Yeah, so, so make the money on the, you know, save the money on the try, cast. And yeah, try and, try and get some money. That's one of that original 44. Like Reuse that one. that one. That's a good one. Well done, Matthew. Thanks, mate. Plus, it's anything that's not been made. <laughs> yeah, true. True story. Number four. Uh, the Rescuers. I loved The Rescuers as a kid. Do yeah. you remember it? Because actually, yes, of course I do. And it's got... The two mice. Yeah, and it's got like a sequel already as well, hasn't it? Yeah, so if they ever, if it became popular, then they can do The Rescuers Down Under. So how would this, How would you do this? Would it be life... No. So, so a lot of the tricky stuff, again, with these Disney films, is that a lot of the time they put the animals into people roles that have already been made so they, they had this sort of like rescue agency but it kind of works still you can have this uh, and the voice acting at the time was um, Bob Newhart and Eva Gabor who were quite famous at, the, mm-hmm. at that point um, and I thought so uh, if anyone not seen it what happens is a young girl and, and she's really vulnerable to stare in her voice and we always remember her voice in the cartoon because she's like hey and she's got a little teddy mm-hmm. bear and this mm-hmm. evil woman is um, uh, kept her captive um, with these two large alligators you know? oh yes and um, she manages to get a message in a bottle out and it makes its way all the way to the rescuers which is a small animal firm that uh, deal with rescuing people so obviously you know, if we're going live action we can't have that anymore so we're going to go and actually have people rescue them from maybe like a shit agency that's just found this or just some people that mm-hmm. have found them that um, you know deal with so you would turn the animal characters into human beings yeah go proper live action no that's not a good idea do you not think why can't you just like make them CGI mice yeah. alright we'll go with mice again and CGI <laughs> fuck me then <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> Shut down in fucking flames. I thought we had to make this into live action, but I guess yeah, Disney aren't really doing that. They're just no, they're because they're, they're, Lion King be live action. Being, I think they would. You could the, the, how they do fur these days uh, on CGI characters. Oh, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal how they can do what they can do with. Uh, oh, I think it would work. It would be very cute. Um, and I've lost the name of the person. Um, It'd be Newt, would it? Out of uh, Alien. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he mostly came out his name mostly um, the Bob Newhart character will be replaced by Steve Carroll Steve Carroll Steve <laughs> Carroll yeah yeah what about the woman the woman Joanna Lumley <laughs> it would work you don't have to cast every character not cast everyone unfair. so Steve oh. Carroll and ah. Oh, I don't know. I don't think it's a bad show, Jonah Lumley, really. But you want like a plummy Jennifer Saunders, maybe. Great, a Just nailed it. Plummy um, and Penny. Penny will be played by Chloe Grace Moretz. Who cares? At this point, ten years ago, twenty years ago. Well done. That's a good one. Good Thanks. effort so far. <sighs> Number three. Come on, keep it up. Chop chop. Okay, this one's a bit of a cheat. A bit of a cheat. Sorry. Um, James and the Giant Peach. <sighs> I didn't know this is a Disney property. But it is. So, fuck you, I'm having it. Yeah, okay. Well, it's fine, it's been done, but not in live action, so obviously that's why it's on the list. That's what's on the list. <laughs> Although, does this count? Because it does start with live action, doesn't it? No, it's fine. With Joanna Lumley. Oh, is it? Yeah. So, this stop motion, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's mostly stop motion. It's a great film. But yeah, no, it would work. It definitely would work. Yeah, James and Giant Peach. I think that would be nice. Um, you could have any young child. Yeah, that. you don't. Yeah, I mean, this is difficult for us to to. to and Sir Ian McKellen as uh, the caterpillar. Uh, he could voice any number of those. I love a peach. <laughs> peach, you see. And Patrick Stewart as the other. Make it so, number one. Yeah, so that'd be great. I'd, love, I'd like to watch that. Okay, uh, in at number... Two. In at number two. Um, I actually watched this uh, for the first time, maybe for the first time, maybe for the second time. Um, Atlantis, The Lost Empire. I knew you were going to choose this. Did you know I was going to choose this? I knew it. Why? Because it's on a ship. A spaceship? Atlantis? It's underwater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's um, uh, voiced by Michael J. Fox in the cartoon. Derided archaeologist scientist yes. who believes in the um, existence of Atlantis and yes. the uh, highly advanced uh, race of people that used to live there um, and uh, goes on a ma- ma- fantastical adventure with a group of um, like mercenary type characters finds Atlantis um, mercenary characters turn bad escapes from Atlantis uh, you know saves Atlantis from um, certain doom etc um, this would make a brilliant film mm. Um, I mean, it was a good cartoon and one I'd not really heard of, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was really good, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. got like you know enough twists and turns to keep the adults interested. In fact, you know, he's been updated to be more of an adult film anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of who to play it, I think we'd go with um, young Spider-Man, Tom Holland. Yeah, that's good. As the, uh, oh, is he too young? Too young is he? No, that's, that's fine because he's fine. he's laughed at anyway because of his age and stuff. So, right. um, yeah, and maybe Tommy Lee Jones as the main. Merc- Tommy Lee Jones as the mercenary guy, the man with the ball bag face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, thought, I thought when you said that film, do you know what? Because I, it wasn't the one I thought. I thought you was it. You said Treasure Planet. But you didn't. You said Hunter Atlantis. At number one. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, no, Treasure Planet is brilliant. And, and that was my final pick. Oh, mostly. sorry. No, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, you know, if this section was called Chris Pisses on Matt's Parade, <laughs> then you fucking nailed it, mate. It's um, not every week I do that, so don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> My job, just pour scorn on everything you say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Treasure, Treasure Planet. Um, again, it was. I, I didn't know whether or not to pick this one or not because obviously it's just Treasure Island, but set in space. Yeah, yeah. Um, and has that been done before? Who like you know? But in terms of what you, know, the fantastical element and the special effects that they could do. Yeah, it'd be amazing. That's a great film. Mm. It's got like uh, sort of mutanty characters, isn't it? And yeah, kind of half. The pirates are kind of half cyborgy kind of type of characters. And they're like a Catwoman type thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the second officer or whatever it is. And lots of little robot-y kind of things flying about. Yeah, you could make this amazing. Bambi too. <laughs> the other film, the other film, sorry, that I would have included if it was me, my challenge would have been The Princess and the Frog. Oh, right, one yes. Of their la- one of Disney's last... I did think about as well the fox and the hounds because that film is so sad and you know in these modern times um, of veganism um, I can imagine that being jumped on by people that is a great film but in terms of what there's not a great deal of plot it's just two people become friends and it 
and also I was thinking of you know I was in my mind recasting these things as humans and that wouldn't have worked because you'd end up with a human hunting another human at the end <laughs> you've missed you've missed a little bit of the premise of it but it's fine it's fine so um so yeah so uh treasure planet was the final one because just simply because it's like very much like atlantis the last empire that's why they were my two and one yeah. one and two they were indisposable um because of the grandiose sci-fi nature that, that you could create with these and these wonderful worlds you could paint um with those two films if you made them into a, a modern cgi filled fun fest i wouldn't be surprised if this is actually how things go yeah i mean <laughs> as i say looking down this list there isn't a fucking great deal left because i've heard that they're doing not the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes. Yeah, so, and also, leads me to my challenge for you. Yeah, now I suppose so, it's my turn again. Yeah, so my... Um, for however long this lasts. <laughs> 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 so the Treasure Planet made me think of top five time-displaced films. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> right, so Treasure Island yeah. become Treasure Planet in a sci-fi redux. Oh. Yeah? You... We'll have to find five other films that you could set in a different timeline. Set in time, so you could take Star Wars and set it back in pirate times if you wanted to. Okay. Not anymore because I've said that one out loud. I'm but you, I mean, it's kind of already. Hasn't, it is yes. already. I mean, it's you know, the, the Battle amongst the Stars. There's not a lot of original plot lines, no, isn't there? No. So you know, uh, but you know, hate's got hate. So Land Before Time. <laughs> would be uh, the land after time land after time we'll yeah. set in the future with aliens <laughs> yeah if you like wow I've got some out there uh, things to think about so yeah. again you sent me one that makes me does it involves me not looking at a list of picking out things I actually have to put work into this yeah you have to think you have to think outside the box and then Man, you know maybe right. we'll make some money out of this one day you never know. Shaun of the Dead in Victorian times. That'd be brilliant. It's already done though, isn't it? How have they done Shaun of the Dead in Victorian They've done that. times? Jane Austen zombie flick, haven't they? That's not the fucking same, is it? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. <sighs> you set me a challenge, you bastard. I set you a top five. And you keep calling me a bastard a bit. <laughs> you, you're, you're like, you set me a challenge where I got to pick five things of a list of six. <laughs> and, and and make it interesting whereas I gave you the world of film to go through yes no and you're calling uh, me a bastard I guess in hindsight now that I've done it actually once I got I my head that you're the bastard yeah when I got my head around the actual task that you set me I, I yes. was comfortable with it so basically those who aren't aware of it it's the top five challenge so in the companion episodes to the main podcast like of the film good review, TV stuff so you have like you know The Apprentice The Apprentice You're Fired yeah you exactly The yeah. Great Bits Bake Off yeah yeah um, After Bite or whatever the fuck After Bite <laughs> Underbite <laughs> hosted by I don't know Will, Will Young but um, <laughs> you yeah well anyway we set each other challenges to top five things usually movie related because that's kind of what we do but you set me the one to find or what was it? quite hard to actually um, uh, say out loud and <laughs> to explain. So, yeah. Explain to the audience. Time-displaced films, I set you, which doesn't really sum it up. So I wanted you to um, basically relocate some films in time and space. So, for example, if something was a caveman film, you would then set that film in the far future. 
mm-hmm. uh, is something was a, a far future film. You'd said it in um, caveman times. So that's very uh, quite literal. Yeah. Sorry. So I, I've done my best. I think I did enjoy it eventually. As I say, it was a bit of a challenge to get my head around because it's like basically I had all film to choose from. Any film. Yeah, no, well, I don't see why that's a bad thing. <laughs> because it's quite, it's quite intimidating when you think you've got every film to film. Well, are you going to worry that you're going to be judged by your... Well, no, because at the end of the day, I mean, you have to think about extremes. I'll get on to that in a minute. So right. we're going to go... Let's get straight into it, let's shall go. we? So number five. Okay, and I might just swap the orders around. But It's a Wonderful Life, which is not... It's a seasonal film. Yeah. Right? But It's a Wonderful Life is set in the past. Not in the, like, oh, distant past. It's in the, like, what, 40s, 30s? Yeah, yeah. It so, was set in its own time, though. It's not like at the time it was... No, no, much. but it, it's... It's old now. It's old now. So I, right. I thought this gives me a bit of poetic license to okay, tackle this one. Right, yeah. So the plot synopsis of, of, uh, of uh, It's a Wonderful Life is basically George Bailey has so many problems he is thinking about ending it all. And it's Christmas. As the angels discuss George... We see his life in flashback as George is about to jump off a bridge. He ends up rescuing his guardian angel, Clarence, who then shows George that his town would have looked like it hadn't been for all the good deeds over the years. What? <laughs> right. So if, any, if anyone's seen um, It's a Wonderful Life, we'll know the plot synopsis. But basically, you can bring this film. It's got a very universal and timeless message about hope and also depression, despair, and everything, and also you know the importance of life. How very uh, even if it's insignificant. Yeah, butterfly effect, isn't it? Yeah, so and it trans. Tiny, it, it, tiny you, know, you could put this in, but I want to set this in present day, almost like a reimagining, also like a reboot. And Jimmy Stewart, the iconic character, the iconic sort actor, Jimmy Stewart, who plays George Bailey, um, who who hmm. could replace him? And maybe his wife. So thinking about who's good. Who would be good to bring this into the current format? So, Chris Pratt? No, no, I didn't go there, Matthew. I didn't go there. No. But I took this one quite seriously. And oh, there's no right. funniness in this one. So Jimmy Stewart is the everyman. He's, he's, a, he's a kind-hearted, kind person. So yep. you need someone with a soft face or someone who's, who, can, who can do pathos, basically. Yeah. So I've gone for John Krasinski and a double act with his wife on screen and off screen, Emily Blunt, to play his wife. So fantastically casting. He could do anything, John Krasinski. Mm. I watched that um, remake of Jack Ryan stuff. Mm-hmm. He does Hard Man now. Yeah, yeah, they, all, they, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about that. Him doing Hard Man, but no, he's got he's got a soft face. Uh, he's he's a lovable, likable chap. Emily Blunt's a good actress. I think the two of them good on screen, uh, yeah, be great. What about what about uh, Clarence? The Angel. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman. Wow. <laughs> uh, off the top of my head. Uh, I didn't actually write that down, but yeah, that would be good. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. No, bring him back. He needs a Dustin Hoffman renaissance. <laughs> but isn't he... Hasn't too many turkeys. Too many turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> but hasn't he... Um, hasn't he... Isn't he got himself into a bit of trouble? Probably. They all have right. Days. Anyway, so that was number five. Number five. Good one mm, like that. Thank you. Number four, The Sound of Music. A tuneful, heartwarming story. Uh, it's based uh, on a real-life story of the Von Trapp family singers, one of the world's best-known concert groups in an era immediately preceding World War Two. But listen, World War Two is too far in the past. We want to bring yeah, this. Go back. So I've gone for another present-day adaptation. Really? I'm sorry, but 
we would still have the Von Trapp family singers, but we put it in a talent show environment. You're likening the Nazis to a talent show. <laughs> yeah. So we're kind of going to, I'm going to, I'm going to basically skip rid of the Nazis, but they're right. going to be refugees. Ooh. Okay. So a family of refugees in yeah. America. Okay. The Julie Andrews character is going to be replaced by Lady Gaga. And the Christopher Plummer uh, character is going to be replaced by Brad Cooper. Oh, right. So reprising their stuff. Yeah. Roles. Chemistry. Thank oh. you very much. They can both sing. Well, yeah, they can knock And they're out. hot, hot, hot property. Wow. Yeah. So Lady Gaga, she would be almost like... Gaga! She'd be like um, a home help or something, but she'd have a musical past that she's forgotten about. And uh, together... Are you, are you not stuck in your gender roles there, though, Chris? Could you not maybe reverse that? No, that's too hard. Okay. You could do it, but I think ultimately you have to take Julie Andrews' iconic kind of Hills Are Alive thing, replace it with someone who's actually got some acting chops, which we never thought would happen, but Lady Gaga. (laughs) So that's number four. Number three. Number three. If this is another just about... No, 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 no. I can flip the table. No, because it's hard to do, right? So number three is A Knight's Tale. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, Oh yeah. So I've this is one I've actually gone done a bit more work with the I plot. like the Knight's Tale. But so the Knight's Tale is set in medieval times. Yes. <laughs> but now I'm gonna bring this into future Earth. Oof. So a dystopian future Earth set in the far distant flung it, fling it. Fling it. Fling it as hard as you can, Whoosh. right into the future. Yeah. So peasant born William Thatcher, who's played by Heath Ledger. Um, I'm going to keep the same cast. Whoa, that's a bit tricky with one of them. <laughs> right, okay, but just imagine it was re, it's been remade as it was. Begins the quest to change his stars, win the heart of an exceedingly fair maiden, and rock his, not medieval world, but rock his dystopian world. With the help of his friends, he faces the ultimate test of gallantry. A tournament, but not a jousting tournament. A mech suit tournament. Oh, yeah. Like robot jocks, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he tries to discover if he has the metal, the metal to become a legend. So in this future, right, the knights, they have mech suits. Makes sense. So instead of like jousting, they would have some sort of mech suit fighty thing so it'd be a little bit like um what's that film with the with the with you know with the big cities on wheels a kind of a dystopian yes what the fuck is that called mortal instruments yeah so it'd be a little bit like that yeah i gotcha i gotcha the only, do we think then this dystopian future class society will prevail yeah. once again yes okay. that's why perhaps, i've said it perhaps not so i suppose yeah <laughs> That's right, I've said it. Okay, well, uh, that's the plot of the film. No, you piss at my fire all the time. <laughs> yeah, you do. I, I mean, I do. <laughs> I do. I'm also always scorning yours. No, you're right. Sorry. And uh, you're right to call me up on that, Matthew. So that was number three. Number three. Number four is Attack the Block. Okay, so yeah. Attack the Block, the Joe Cornish film, uh, was amazing. Uh, great cast. And again, I'm going to keep the same cast because they're all mainly still alive. Um, mainly. But instead of it being set in present day in a, you know, a, a tower rise. block in yeah. our high rise or whatever, I'm setting this in Victorian times. All right. And instead of like young hoodlums, they are going to be street urchins. Street urchins. A bit like, a bit like Oliver. Right, yeah. So you'll have a Fagin-y type... Yeah, so kind of the the Fagin character that sort of, I think, Nick Frost guy, 
he would be reprising that role yeah. uh, as in but and you'd have John Boyega and uh, Alex Ezemel and loads of other people um, but the premise would be that uh, South London teenagers or South. South London Victorian street urchins protect their slums from a, a, a extraterrestrials extra <laughs> but they'd be like <laughs> but they'd be like maybe they could be part time swimney cheap uh, swimney cheaps swimney chimney <laughs> uh, chimney sweeps so they would be scurrying up the chimneys oh. getting away from the guys that are hopping across the rooftops yeah work uh, in the old uh, workhouses yeah the work then maybe they would the factories yes 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 and you'd have these uh, aliens attacking there hasn't been a lot of aliens in Victorian times no but they, you think they, they still could be hmm. we've got time yeah yeah so I think that's good that's um, my favourite so far okay well hold your horses you haven't heard number one yet I said so far so number one, Alien. Up fail. Okay. <laughs> um, alien? Listen to my plop synopsis of Alien. Right, right. On the Pacific Ocean, the crew of the exploratory ship Nostromo is awakened one night halfway through their journey home to investigate a, dis- a distress call, a flare potentially, from an unknown vessel. The terror begins when the crew encounters the nest of eggs deep inside the ship's hull. An organism from inside an egg leaps out and attaches itself to one of the crew, causing him to fall into a coma. And we all know what happens next. So basically, the the magnificent Sigourney Weaver would be replaced by uh, Zoe Saldana. Oh, yeah. Um, Because she, she needs something else to do immediately after Infinity War, or maybe all this is I don't know whether she's alive or dead. dead. Um, but yeah, this is going to be kind of set in like a slave ship or maybe a, a ship that's um, part of like Captain Cook's crew on the voyages of the Pacific Ocean where they've just been, uh, they just, you know, they're on their way home. They've been yeah. on an expedition for years. And so it's the last part of the journey and a flare is seen in the distance or some sort of communication device. I don't know if they had flares in them days. <laughs> and they go and investigate and there's a mysterious ship I think just seeing a ship. It's an unknown ship. And all the crew have disappeared. But as I say, they go aboard. Zoe Saldano would not necessarily be, you know, wouldn't have been like the heroine. Or, you know, you would expect it to be potentially somebody else in the crew. She's maybe part of like, I don't know, like a subservient part of the crew maybe. Has been picked up maybe along the way. She's not part of the original crew, and then she saves the day. Wasn't well, save the day. She's one of the last surviving people. Yeah. How are they, they going to blow the egg out of the airlock? They they'll drown it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hadn't thought about how they do that, but um, you know, that's a, this is just a podcast. <laughs> uh, it's not. Doesn't yeah, it? just she could attach an anchor to it whilst in a lifeboat. Yes, the, all these things right could happen, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I enjoy. So that kind of fits in the alien world. You know, well, we spoke to, we spoke to, <laughs> we were talking about um, Paul Anderson in our last podcast, the alien yeah. versus predator world. They started doing that, didn't they? They got like you know some predators with uh, muskets and whatnot. Oh yes, yes. So that, but I think also you know you get the vast openness of space, and in space, no one can hear you scream. But if you're in the, if you're in the vast ocean surroundings, like the Pacific Ocean, yes. miles and miles, it's a similar situation. The isolation and the the claustrophobicness of being on a very on a boat with small cabins and stuff, yeah. I think would be would work. Yeah, those last two, the last two, I like, I like, I like the time jumps in those last two. But the thing is, the first two. Yeah. 
Not so good. Less, less. It's uh, less of a time jump. I think that's probably the. the, the uh, it's hard. It's a hard one because you think of you know. You, there, I mean, you would probably do a lot better job with this one. So it's my turn. Yes. For you now. This is one I was going to pick for myself last time. If you couldn't think of anything <laughs> okay. last minute, but I'm in. I'm well into nostalgia. I oh. don't know about you, um, but there's a lot of nostalgic things happening in films. Well, there always is. 80s is main thing that's still got, you know, legs. It's still running and running. And I thought to myself, I, I, I love singing the theme tunes and watching the intros to some of my favourite 80s and 90s cartoons. Yes. And I realised that some of them have not made it to the big screen. Some of those cartoons. So you need to look at the gummy bears and all that sort of stuff. Oh, I know, I went, I've already got them. Thundercats, <laughs> Ulysses, everything you can think of. Yeah. Anything and anything. So I'm, I'm saying 80s and 90s because there were some classic 90s ones in there. Serial, proper serial cartoons. From yeah. Those 80s. Yeah. And I'm not going to say loads to put anything in there, but you know, no, 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 yeah, leave it, keep it, there, leave it out. but not Dog Tanyon. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a great one. So that's your top five. One for one. And- and also it's good because in the edit we can put the theme tunes underneath look. Yeah. <laughs> nice one alright yeah good I'm happy with that I'll have that I'll have a piece of that <laughs>